So, so hi everyone, I'm here with uh, Gareth Bailey and Martin O'Donnell from Debtstream, uh, both co-founders of Debtstream. So it's uh, great, great to chat with you both again. Um, and uh, I, I suppose just first, first off, it's good to get a bit of an update of where, where you, what's been up, what you've been up to the last couple of months. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's um, it's been. I think when we spoke to you last, it was starting to get really busy. Mm. Um, that's continued. It's fair to say. Um, I think we had quite a few prospects and potential clients. We'd secured some clients. So um, over the last few months, we've actually been implementing. So we've implemented mm. with two clients since we spoke to you last. We've got another one going live in the next few weeks. And I guess our pipeline as well has developed and accelerated pretty quickly as well. So we've, we've had a really positive, busy time actually over the last few months. So it's been really good. And do you think it's, do you think it's, do you think it's really changed with, I mean, digital seems to be really coming up to the front. I mean, it's sort of, it's a good, good sort of, um, well, not good timing, but it's, it's, you know, the timing is the winds in your favor, I suppose, to a certain extent from a, from a digital point of view. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people's favors from that point of view, digital seems like a theme. So, yeah. so, so we were, we were getting good traction. So if, if the question is around the pandemic and whether that's, mm. whether that's made any changes to what we've seen in the uh, pipeline, we were, we were getting, we had good conversations. We were starting to see an increase in, in uh, the need for digital mm. within different businesses, but it's definitely accelerated. Um, and I would say some of our additional pipeline elements as well that have, that have come through, uh, that we're having conversations with the different businesses, there are there are there are a handful in there that um, may not have been ready mm. for this this type of kind of transformation digital collections. And, and are you finding people are going from from nothing to putting something in, or are you finding that it tends to be more of like well, we had something but it needs to be better? I think a little bit of both actually, because there are quite a few clients actually that had something and they want to enhance it, but. We're getting a lot, having a lot of conversations with people going from nothing, so very mm. traditional type operations, aiming to get to really quite advanced stage from a digital mm. point of view. But I think all, all of this really is driven by customer habit, isn't it, and behavior. Mm. So mm. I think, mm. you know, companies realize that, you know, customers and consumers want to engage in a certain way. And they were starting to get, you know, get get with the program and put some, some uh, elements in. But behavior and habit has literally accelerated in terms mm. of digital adoption. And I think companies are just sort of realizing this much more quickly now, mm. whereas it was sort of, it would take months and months or even years for companies to realize that their customer base want to engage in a certain way. I think the pennies dropped. Mm. People are kind of, this isn't going to go away. This isn't kind of a short term change in behavior. This is, this is it now. This is going to be sustained. The first lockdown we sort of got through, but then this new wave that's come back, there was sort of like, um, I don't know what you felt like. There's this collective sort of like, oh, we're, we're not going to get out of it after the summer. And like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah. I got, I got pretty fed up at least anyway. Yeah. Since then, I've noticed that there's much more sort of digitalization sort of going on. So like people are almost like they've normalized this. So just as a, as a, as a, a random example, like uh, the vets, like, you know, like the, the vets now got an app to say, um, yeah. It's a bit like the the medical app where you basically you call your doctor over over an over an app. Now the vets have just launched something. It's almost like people are getting into this almost like normalization of sort of this these new ways of working, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. So so I did. I have I saw something um, interesting recently as well. One mm. a council 
um, in the country that is actually, you know, to create like a central central platform for local shops on the high street to be able to actually sell online. Mm. So obviously where they have all the restrictions and issues at the moment with lockdown elements, obviously it's some businesses have had to completely shut, but mm. through enabling them, the council supporting that and enabling this central platform where people can actually order online mm. and then they can have them delivered to them. So like, like that's, a- that's, Central hub or marketplace for the for the town for the high street. That's that's come out, but then that's also mm. then helped those businesses actually start to pick up sales themselves. Mm. And, and how are you finding it from an implementation point of view? So you talked a bit about you've, you've got a few implementations going. You're doing that completely remotely um, versus sort of being on site. I mean, how's yeah. how's that kind of work? Because that's that's a big change um, it, for for a lot of folks. It, it is. It's probably not as big a change for us because we mm. did a lot of the work remote remotely anyway Mm. but those initial stages those workshops going through the requirements gathering face-to-face meetings with operations compliance Mm. all the various teams they've gone from a face-to-face perspective so that was they were brilliant because you're not only gathering information but you're building relationships with those Mm. clients as well Mm. really important and it is more difficult remotely you know over zoom calls we're you know we 10 hours of zoom calls a day it is really hard to get that same level of kind of contact isn't it so we've we've adapted there's elements definitely we've shifted more so those initial workshops you know we can't do those on site at the moment we've had to replace them with with zoom calls but it's worked you know i think we've been we've been really efficient through the process the clients have had to adapt as well because you know rather than going out of a room because we We've got a question. Oh, we haven't got the answer. Let's just go and ask Bob from down the corridor if he mm. knows. Those things are kind of gone. It has to be a little bit more structured and controlled. But mm. that said, it's it's been really good. So the other side as well, I'd say to it is it's on the flip side of it. It's probably made some clients more and and ourselves more accessible. So rather than having to say we're going to come for a half day uh, as the kickoff for the project and have all these requirements. We've been able to actually do pockets. So actually, are you free? Are you free in the next two hours to speak mm. about this particular element of requirement? We just need yeah. half an hour and hours of your time. So actually, it's made it more accessible for specific mm. specific people we need in the business as well. I think that dynamic's kind of different. It's, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? In terms of like you know how the dynamics kind of change changing, um, and it's not necessarily a full day workshop. It can be like little little chunks almost. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and so, so if you say that tips, tips and tricks around what works well in terms of that, that online piece, I mean, what would you, what would you, what do you think you've picked up? I mean, we're all kind of learning from this. I'd say, I'd, I'd definitely say um, like you would, like you would in a, in a formal side where you're having regular cadence kind of check-ins and projects mm-hmm. and stuff like that is, is actually having, having zoom, mm-hmm. have video on, and actually just have weekly touch points with the clients. Mm. I do think, I do think that has been crucial. I would say Gareth for us still ensuring that. So we can obviously raise anything from their side, anything either they're concerned about or at the same time, other aspects they just want for consideration as part of the implementation we're putting in place. But I think that's helped around the kind of framework and pace Mm. around it and help build the relations that like Gareth said, if we were in person for a, a couple of days of workshops initially kicking off those have also helped mm. helped actually build that relationship yeah in the team but, but like you say the not sort of big onerous meetings just no. a sort of very quick short touch point 
a bit like you do if you were having like a little coffee break or something where it's yeah. very quick exchange doesn't really get in the way of everybody's calendars but it's really important keep in touch we, we do a lot of those actually don't we we, we do a lot yes. of those with people so yeah they work well and do you think i think our relationship with the camera is sort of changing so whereas before it used to be you know we'd have a we'd have a you know there'd be a big thing we'd be on camera and now it's like our relationship's kind of changing you always saw it in almost like in, in films where everyone's having video calls that's almost yeah. like it's almost like coming to pass isn't it and it's a little bit different yeah. i think than than maybe we thought it was going to be but um, I mean, these seems like I've had it seems like these short calls seem sort of much more popular in to keep in contact with folks. Yeah, de definitely. So I think like Gareth Gareth said uh, earlier about like going eight, nine, ten hours of back to back Zoom calls. Mm. I think really having them small, structured, structured mm. Zoom calls are are really good. And then also having a bit a bit of a break in between, to be honest, as well. So you don't have that satire of just. Uh, staring at the screen but um but yeah so so i do think that i do think short structured zoom calls are really good but they can be really engaging as well that mm. that's that's the thing and it, it does add a completely different medium um so before you would probably call or email people and, and these elements where people are more comfortable where you can actually jump on very quickly with a client have a face-to-face -face. Mm. in the old world you wouldn't that wouldn't have necessarily happened you'd have had to pick up a call or email them, like I say. So it does add a different dynamic. And what about what about other markets? I know you guys have been looking doing some more stuff in Europe. Um, one of the, one of the things that that I've sort of been following you. I mean, are you finding that it gives you better access to other markets with, with videos than it than it would have been before? Or what's your what's your experience oh. been with that? Yeah, I, I'd say de definitely. I mean, you know, from a travel perspective, the ability to, you know, you can react and set something up. You, you mm. know, if you get a contact this morning, we could be on the phone in two hours having mm. a really good, meaningful conversation. So from that perspective, absolutely. It's really, really helped. Although, I mean, I don't know about everybody else. I can't wait to be having more face-to-face -face, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whilst there's definite positives from a travel expense perspective, speed of being able to engage with people, it's all great. But I really do miss, you know, even if it's getting the train to London and meeting someone for a few hours, just to do that, I would, I can't wait to do it. There was yeah. a time where I thought, if yeah. I do this trip one more time, I'm going to go nuts. But now I'm thinking, I can't wait just to get out and go meet people, you know, see well, the conference room. I think it's, it's going to be a new it's going to be kind of a new balance, isn't it? It's I think it's going to completely overhaul the way people think and approach to work. So having those more meaningful in face, like in person kind of meetings as well, I think are really important to break it up. Like we've had that discussion, Gareth, you've definitely highlighted that to me and I've, I've, I've echoed the feelings back, but it's just actually breaking up those real in-person elements balanced with the virtual virtual meetings yeah we never yeah. thought we'd, we would say like houston station like yeah that. i love you <laughs> yeah pret a -Manger. oh i love it yeah it's uh yeah crazy but balance isn't it yeah i think it's Definitely. a bit of I, for me it's for me it's a bit of balance i, I think i mean we we're chatting this morning actually saying like for, for some of us at least anyway i mean certainly for, for myself right my life's not not changed that much actually since the new lockdown but it's actually the little things that sort of make you fed up right so it's sort of it's the not being able to go to Pret-a-Manger and get, grab a coffee with someone or not being able to you know yeah. just have the freedom to be able to go and see someone just even if it's just for an afternoon or something and that's that 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 is almost like psychologically as much as the reality of it is, yeah. is what sort of 
you know sort of grates on you a little bit i feel at least anyway yeah, yeah and uh, we've we've and it's it is really hard and like gareth said we do quite a lot of short small zoom calls as well so we've mm. tried to break it up with actually just if if there's someone we want to check in with it's a potential prospect maybe they weren't ready at that time to to engage but um we just we just try and have a check in with them and a, a quick short 15 minute mm. 20 minute virtual coffee with them to try and get some of the back it's nowhere near the same as that in person casual coffee that you're just catching up seeing how things are and how you could potentially help them but we're trying to just do that so it's very different rather than this formal yeah kind of catch up as well it's like the lack of variation is kind of it is tiring isn't it i think that's one of the things you know when change of scenery and just mm. whilst you may be, you know working long hours having that variation i think just helps yeah. whereas you know we you know, you're saying 10 hours, you, you can literally back to back yourself now with no break now, no problem yeah. at all. And you can, you can be on Thursday afternoon before you've even blinked. Yeah. And you know, I, I thought when we came into lockdown, I thought everything's going to slow up. It's going to go really slowly. It's going to take, you know, the summer felt like years away. And now we're, you know, almost in December weeks absolutely fly because I think the days you know, because of the structure and the way you can just literally back to back, it absolutely flies. It's, it is so scary how quick it has all merged into one this year, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but some of the real good bits, I mean, like I've got three children. I've never had more meals together than I have in the last few months. I know loads of people say it, but, you know, I, I love things like that. So you can break off from work have a meal together if you've got mm. more stuff to do you can get back to it but you're only you know upstairs or whatever stuff like that i mean i think is absolutely brilliant yeah. i would never yeah. want to look but look back from you know spending more time valuable time with the family i think has been yeah, I agree with that. superb well the commute time is just so just so much time was sort of absorbed in that commute time wasn't it and travel yeah. time yeah. now you can do exercise you can do some of your own stuff you, i mean people are talking about having these almost like fake commutes I mean, yeah. I mean, we're filling fake commutes with, you know, family dinners, right? I mean, it's, it's got to be positive, I think, in some ways, yeah. getting some good things out of it. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me a bit about your your coffee breaks that you do as well. So that's been pretty innovative. So I've was, I was sort of been following some of that. And you have these sort of like coffee sessions, I think, they're what, every other week or every month now. Um, I mean, how, how, have they, how have they sort of, what's the dynamics of those and how have those sort of worked out? So, so, so I guess, I guess early, early in lockdown, um, we, we decided that it's quite important just to keep in touch with everyone that works in the kind of collections and recoveries community, actually establish something to actually be supportive and get everyone together sharing ideas. Mm. It's a key focus, but without, without this real formal kind of formal structure around it, actually trying to recreate a bit more of the, the coffee break, essentially, mm. like you would in the office, was one of the main premises for us. So kind of what, what we've evolved from is having real open discussions and uh, from the feedback we had have, have been invaluable as well around different elements as time has gone on during the lockdown from people being pushed to work remotely and how you're going to support your staff at home all the way through to then how do you engage with your customers as well because actually not, for instance our dialer system doesn't have the capability to support support uh, be supported remotely for instance mm. so how are we can actually engage with these customers and support them um so and then the kind of format has evolved i'd say gareth it's it's evolved over the last few months hasn't it and we went from weekly uh and moved to kind of two weekly but slightly longer sessions 
but yeah. still keeping that real kind of casual conversation format. Hmm. Yeah, so we, we put a bit of structure around it so that we've got topics that we know people want to talk about and people who join the coffee breaks will say, oh, maybe next week can we talk about how you support your agents that are all working remotely um, and then other people bring stuff together. But like Martin said, we do try and keep it quite flexible and casual because people really open up then. Mm. And we've had um, really good discussions and we, we wouldn't have been doing that. We wouldn't have been engaging with 15, 20 people from across the market every couple of weeks having great conversations before lockdown. Mm. So it's not that we've replaced an existing format with a, a Zoom call. It's something totally new that we'll definitely continue regardless of what happens with lockdown and all of those things. We just think um, it's just created a really nice, supportive it's got a good feel about it. People are open. Yeah. Very what we were not worried about, but we thought we'll, we'll be interesting to see how this develops because we have, you know, we have a lot of collections and, and risk professionals on there from operations. We do have some suppliers, people from different backgrounds. And we wondered how open people would be about mm. talking about what they're doing, the challenges they're facing, how they're solving, you know, issues. Well, people were super open and mm. have been and continued. And I think that has been one of the real strengths of the of the forum. I think well, that's what, one of the reasons why people really like it. And I think that's all due to the format we've presented, Gareth, isn't it? Because it is presented in that kind of real open, casual, free-to-discuss yeah. format, isn't it? We've yeah. not put any... We've put some structure around it for, for topics, like you said, but we've not put any hard st- focus structure on it. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> It's fascinating how there's like almost like these different types of formats for the like the world we live in is sort of like almost like building up a little bit. Um, and I just I think that's it's, I think we're going to have different types of different types of formats to get hold of people and talk with people. And I think the other interesting point to make is the fact that you know often we go through the you know through 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 the through the business process I suppose and it's very sort of like standoffish but I mean what you're saying there is I mean like at the end of the day we're all human beings and we've all got the same problems and it's really yeah. around that sharing so maybe maybe in some ways it's made us more human because this this whole process yeah. and we can actually and that actually helps from a relationship point of view yeah because because like we say the core of it the core of it what we want to do is actually create a forum that was actually helpful to everyone in the collections and recoveries community that that was the core of what we were trying to do uh, as we established this when we were coming into the first lockdown um but it really has there there have been lots of various attendees that have come away from ideas from other attendees and they've implemented elements or or it's given new ideas of how they could support their team members or how they engage their customers so mm. it's been really good yeah okay so, 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 what do you think the future is going to hold? Um, we're we're up nearly nine months into this now. Um, you guys are obviously having a, you know, a, a, you know, a good a good year from 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 that point of view. Um, but I mean, what what do you think is the next sort of six months is going to bring us? I mean, what do you see as sort of like being the the big developments sort of on the horizon or changes? Is it just more of the same? What do you think we got other changes down the, coming down the pipe? So, so I, I do see a big element, um, and we we've had a couple of discussions around this on the on the digital on the digital technology within collections. Mm-hmm. On that front, is how it aligns more as an overall proposition with the mm-hmm. traditional channels and the call center, and how you actually make sure they're working together. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of uh, even even now, digital is driving in regards to the adoption of it. It's, it's continuing to increase but it's still very much 
left as two separate kind of channels mm. or departments it's not actually seen as the customer is the main element you're looking to engage with they're, they're the person you're looking to support so it needs to be how do those two platforms work together from the call center to the digital mm. so it's, it's almost like so people have you know, they've not rushed out but they've gone out and they've got some sort of digital solution because they need it now because that's the burning platform but it's almost like then how do you start linking that stuff together yeah yeah definitely um i think you know that from a technical point of view i i agree exactly what martin's saying from a kind of economic point of view so what's the world gonna look like and feel like and what's you know what's our industry gonna be like i think sadly we're not really seeing the full impact yet you know, yeah. with government support being extended, you know, the yeah. disgu disguised arrears and financial difficulty, I, I really don't think mm. we're seeing anywhere near the full impact that, that sadly is going to start, come through, accelerate and, and be probably for a sustained period. But I think it's given us the opportunity to try and get as much as many things in place that are going to help support customers, help people mm. when sadly they do find themselves in difficult situations. If you think about the products and services of, of the collection market today compared to a year ago, I think they offer a much better service to customers. Mm. And it's a really sad situation to be in when you're in financial difficulties, that's obvious. However, the better level of service we can provide, surely that's got to be a good thing. You know, mm. let's get some good out of these situations. And I think as an industry, we're offering a better service now than we did a year ago. Mm. I think in a year it will jump and springboard even further. And mm. most of that will come from better user experience. And I think that will be driven through digital. It'll be driven by reacting to what customers want. And rather than saying, this is how we deal with customers, take it or leave it. Our industry is absolutely reacting to what customers want. And we are, mm. I think from a customer service perspective, it's very difficult to say, but I think we will be offering almost the top level of service you can get from any interaction you get. Yeah. Which is a bit of a strange thing to say because it's a very tough situation. However, um, that's what I think. I think we've really reacted and, you know, really come up that learning curve as an industry. Well, I think the collections industry is going to be one of the most crucial components over the next year or two. Like Gareth said, as unfortunately more people fall into arrears or a bad financial situation, we're going to be a big big piece of the kind of groundworks um, that is going to really be able to support the country and people to get back on track. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, collections is also a moment of truth, isn't it? It's almost like it's, you know, we used to talk about that way back and it was, you know, from a financial difficulties point of view, like you need help at that point and it becomes a moment of truth. And if you support people through that, you've got, you've got, you've got, you know, customers and goodwill for life, really, if you can do it right. And I think, um, yes. you know, I mean, hopefully that's that sort of, you know, that's that's sort of clicking and you know people are people are starting to feel that i mean i know a lot of folks in collections know that but it just feels like it's sort of it's definitely progressed i think as you say um the, you know the last the last six months but yeah i mean it's been been a journey for the last few years but it's certainly the last six months it feels like accelerated but if you think if you think about one of the you know I've, I was a collector on a phone. I think Martin was as well. I don't know about yourself, Chris, but you know, one of the challenges you have when you speak to customers is putting yourselves in their shoes. Mm. If you've never experienced those things in your life, it's quite difficult mm. to properly empathize. What I think's happened over the last six months is not everybody's found, you know, being in financial difficulties 
but people have been touched by those problems much, much more than ever before. So everybody, or certainly m more people, have an appreciation of how tough it is for people now, mm. in a, as a general. And I think that makes us better, makes us better at being able to help people going through those situations, mm. rather than, um, you know, maybe a few years ago, you'd have to learn about, well, what, what, what are these situations? What's it like for customers? It, it's happening across the board. So I think that, has really helped yeah and no, I, th I think i think digital technology like gareth said is going to be one of the important components but over the next couple of years it's what's going to allow us to help those people at scale to be honest that that's a big important piece is how do we actually support the volume of customers that are coming through to make sure each and every one of them is supported to the same level mm. of customer service like mm. gareth was highlighting we've upped the game in the industry but digital is what allows that scale to make sure every one of them gets their own personalized supportive journey. And, and just going back to the, the international um, question, mm. are you saying the same kind of themes in, in other markets in your conversations as you are, as obviously we, you know, we're based in the UK here, but are you seeing, seeing, is, it, is it very much the same? I mean, this has been a, it's been a global pandemic, right? So everyone's been touched by it. Is it the same kind of approach or, I mean, are there other things that we can learn from, from elsewhere? I mean, I think, yeah, from our experience, all the other countries we're speaking to are experiencing the same and mm. the same concerns as well, because most of the other jurisdictions have the equivalent of the government support schemes in place, mm. some lasting, you know, guaranteed for longer, some shorter, but the, the fear of, well, what, what's it really going to look like? What's mm. the real problem going to be? That seems to be very consistent. Mm. I think in terms of dealing with increased volumes of, uh, you know, customers is mm. a common uh, uh, issue as well. And company, you know, from a digital maturity perspective, there's quite a big difference across the markets. However, mm. yeah. what we're seeing consistently is even countries or clients within countries that you would naturally you would historically have seen as being quite behind in terms of digital maturity want to jump on they want to mm. they want to get ahead of the game and they because they've seen a natural yeah. acceleration within their customer and the population as well so and they're they're looking to take leaps and bounds that we've probably done in the uk mm. over several years in their digital maturity they're looking to really like yeah leapfrog is probably a good yeah. good yeah. um good word to use actually yeah yeah, there's the definitely acceleration going on. I mean, well, th thanks very much. I mean, it sounds like um, it, it sounds like you know we're we've got an opportunity now to sort of you know get as far ahead as we can before before we get like more more volume coming through. And it seems like a lot of companies that, that you're chatting to are already thinking about that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it sounds like it's a great time to try and make as much progress as we can, really. So, uh, and you've got you've got to think about the long term as well because. This is probably one of the, well, this, I think, would be some of the most severe financial difficulty that we've been in, in in a very, very long time in the country. But if we put all the elements in place to support these customers and help get customers through at this time, in, in four, five, six, seven, eight years, the actual, the actual facilities that the, and the technology that we're being placed to support people when they unfortunately get into arrears will actually have been, will be on another scale and it might actually be mean we become a more financially resilient country overall. Yeah. 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 
we'll see how it plays out the next the next few months the next six months or so um as, as we as we gradually work into the new year so uh, uh martin and gareth thanks very much for joining me i really appreciate it uh great as ever to chat with you uh so uh it's been great to catch up and well, thanks for having us again chris yeah. thanks uh, very much well. take care okay speak see soon ya. thank bye. you bye bye, bye.